Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, uh, Friday's always a loaded news day, as you know, because we got to get to all the stuff we didn't get through throughout the week. But today's a very loaded news day because there's a lot going on um, that's somehow managing to seep beneath the surface because mainstream media is ignoring it because it reflects poorly on the Biden administration. What do I mean by things going on? Amnesty. It's back. It's back. Amnesty, the sequel. Talking about immigration amnesty. Do you know about that? Gun grabbing. It's back too. That's not the sequel. That's the quintequel. Um, who knows how many times they've tried to take your guns. Earmarks are back too. Do you know about that? Um, I also have the single worst op-ed by a liberal I have ever seen written in human history comparing homeschool parents and others who believe in, you know, crazy things like school choice, Joe, um, comparing them to Middle Eastern terrorists. Their words, not mine. Today's show brought to you by friends at ExpressVPN. You don't like big tech and government spying on you? <laughs> Me either. Go get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I've got that. Also, we're going to open the show today with one of my uh, burgeoning rock stars in the conservative movement, Government Christi, Governor Christy Nome, excuse me, of South, uh, South Dakota, with another terrific appearance. All right. Today's show brought to you by friends at, as I said, ExpressVPN. You don't have to give big tech websites access to your data. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? I choose to protect my online activity using ExpressVPN. So does my whole household. Ever wondered how free to access social media companies make all their money? Well, they track your searches, video history, and everything you click on. And then they sell your valuable data. When you use ExpressVPN, you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address. Awesome. That makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. What's more? ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your data to protect you from eavesdroppers on your network. ExpressVPN's app couldn't be easier to use. Just tap one button on your phone or computer and you're protected. That's it. Take back your online privacy with the VPN I use at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Get that URL right. Why? Because you'll get three extra months free on a one-year package by going to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Protect your data today. It is important. Producer Joe... Today is what? Yes. Friday, so I don't want to miss that again. So let's do your worst 1960s game show voice intro to the show. It is it's Friday. And do you think? Friday. Yes, it is. Always um, shocking to me to hear that. Brings back the halcyon days of talk radio pre the great Rush Limbaugh. Rest in peace, my friend. Um, and let's hit the bell because we need to go. There you go, baby. Very nice. We will call that from now on. The Rush Limbaugh Bell. Is that okay? Um, I think we should do that. Sure we should show, open up the show every want. day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> have the go. Kenny Bell right here. Yep. By the way, our new uh, video producer, Guy, was suggesting that we should maybe go to our two-shot camera so you can see the whole desk sometime. We have all kinds of props from listeners and stuff here. The Kenny Bell's right there. Maybe we'll incorporate that into the future. All right. Um, some just quick news here first. A couple of personal privilege items. Um, number one. Folks, because I have a public profile, there are a ton of scams out there using my name. I have repeatedly posted this on Facebook, on my social media. I've warned people they're getting scammed left and right. Let me be clear about a couple of things. I do not have a CBD oil company. I have a sponsor with a product that includes CBD oil. 
if you get an email or see a video or a Facebook thing or a link from Dan Bongino CBD oil, it is a scam. It is a scam, okay? I'm not talking about one of my sponsors that has a product. I'm talking about a product using my name. It is a scam. You got it? If you see a video, look, Dan Bongino CBD oil, it is a scam. They are stealing your money. Again, I'm not talking about the sponsors on my show. I'm talking about a separate entity. You'll, If you get it, you'll know it. Secondly, if, yeah, our sponsors are on the website, Bongino.com slash sponsors. Secondly, if you are on my Facebook page and someone responds to a comment you made pretending to be me and says you've won $5,000 or $1,000, it is a scam. It's not real. I can't believe, I have posted this repeatedly. I have a pin post at the top of my page. Do not give your credit card number to anyone on my Facebook page. It's a scam. They do it everywhere. On Ben Shapiro's page, it is a group of scammers from Indonesia. It's a scam. They do it on Shapiro's page, Don Jr.'s page, former President Trump's page, or what's left of it and his team. It's a scam. Listen to me. I want to be crystal clear, but really, because I love you to death, and I, you have, have no idea how many people think they won $10,000 for commenting on my Facebook page. Why don't you block them, Dan? Because the minute you block them, they come right back up again. There's nothing you can, they will not stop. It's a team of people who do it. There will never, ever, ever be a giveaway on my Facebook page. Ever, ever, please. I, I hate to waste time on this, but I cannot watch another person lose money. They are stealing your credit card number. I do not comment on my Facebook page. I comment on posts. I do not comment in the comment section. That is not me. It's a scam. I'm sorry, but I just can't see you lose any more money. Second, a personal request. The great Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr. is now on Rumble. Please go subscribe to his account. His videos there are awesome. Rumble.com slash Donald J. Trump Jr. Jr. So Donald J. Trump Jr. Rumble.com slash Donald J. Trump Jr. Go subscribe today. Let's get him over 100,000 subscribers. He's been kicking butt. All right, let's get into the content. Here is one of my rising stars in the growing conservative bench, uh, Governor Kristi Noem of South Dakota, who's been setting the world on fire, refusing to cave to liberal tyranny. Got him. All right. Sorry, we haven't done that in a while. There's a little fruit fly on the desk. My apologies. Yeah. I cannot let that sucker get away with it. He's just harassing me at this point, <laughs> flying in my face, letting him know who's in charge. No more. I'm in charge now. Here is the great Governor Kristi Noem. If Donald Trump does not run in what in 2024, I'm getting a look from Paula. There, then a DeSantis Kristi Noem ticket would be spectacular. Here's Kristi Noem asked by a member of the media in South Dakota if there should be not only a mask mandate but a double mask mandate. You should have to wear a deuce, a tuski. Check out her response. She's terrific. Uh, you've been re resistant to uh, implement mask mandates. Mm -hmm. uh, you're skeptical of their efficacy at times. I never said that, Joe. Don't put uh, words in my mouth. Well, humor me here. What bit. I've said is the appropriate mask at the appropriate time utilized correctly and kept sanitary can make a difference. But I also don't believe it's my role to mandate that people wear a mask. Sure. I've left for the entire year 
it up to personal responsibility to make the best decisions for them and their families, and I'll continue to do that. So now that the CDC is recommending two masks... Well, the you, CDC has changed their recommendations many, many times. In fact, we've seen the CDC change their recommendations based on political pre pressure in the past. I choose to rely on science and data and facts, and masks can work in certain situations if you're wearing the right kind and you're doing it appropriately, but I'm not going to mandate it. It's not an argument over whether masks work or if they don't work. I've never argued that. What I argue is the mandate. I think the mandate is inappropriate for government to come in and mandate that somebody wear a mask. And I think it's inappropriate for us to shame people who choose not to wear a mask. That's not what America is about, and it's not what South Dakota is about. So no double mask mandate coming? Not coming in South Dakota. So um, I will not be doing that, that's for sure. I, um, I'm starting to really love Christy Noem in the political way, political love, political love. The love is growing by the day. She is up there with Ron DeSantis as two of the finer conservative thought leaders, responsible, almost like the field generals we need right now in this movement. She just doesn't cave to these dopey, you know, nonsensical liberal talking point questions. Are you going to mandate? Why not mandate seven masks? Why not 22 masks? Why not mandate 47 masks? Why not have like a mask beak that goes out to here? I burn myself real. Do you see that on camera? I burn myself so bad. The other day I put some, I like to drink green tea and, uh, I put the I must have put the thing on like 22 minutes instead of two minutes or something. So the water came out like on fire. Okay, can water go on fire like in flames? And I went and grabbed the teacup and it hit the 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 thing and it was like a third degree. You got to let me see. Look at this. This is bad. Check this out. Look at it. Now it looks a little. That was like the that's a nasty burn. Sorry, yeah, we're is. talking masks yeah. and medical problems and dilemmas. It's pretty gross, right? I love Christy Noem. I love in the most political, professional way possible because, you know, cancel culture and stuff. They're, oh, my gosh, you can't say that. I can say whatever I want. It's my show. But I'm telling you, in 2024, if Donald Trump doesn't run again, uh, Ron DeSantis from Florida and Christy Noem from South Dakota should seriously consider venturing into national politics. They have just been terrific on these issues. You want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. You want to wear two? Wear two. You want to wear 10? Go ahead. We used to have this expression in the Secret Service, right? You know what it was called? Get ready for it, Joe. This is very scientific. You could write a book on leadership about this one topic. Mm. You know what the expression was, Armacost? It mm. was big boy rules, folks. In other words, when you'd go overseas on a big advance, it was a very dangerous trip, and you were part of the Secret Service team, there was nobody watching you every day. Everybody sent you out to do your little task. We had an airport guy who secured the airport, a site guy who secured the major site, a lead advance, a technical security guy, a motorcade guy. And shockingly, Joe, you know what? No one was breathing over your shoulder mm. because we were all big boys. Mm -hmm. So we used to call it big boy rules. If you're an adult who can think straight, I know liberals can't. You want a government mandate for everything because you have intellectual IQs in the double, low double digit range, I might add, you know, like 10 and 11 and stuff, not like 99 and 98. I get it. You need the government, your daddy, daddy government to tell you everything. Oh, daddy government, I need to wear a mask. So wear a freaking mask. Why do you need a government bureaucrat to tell you? Do we have a mask up here, Paul? Put the mask. I have bad elbows. I literally cannot reach my own ears. This is not a joke. This is me. 
I cannot, that's how far my arms and shoulders go. Not a joke. I'm not trying to be funny. This, I cannot reach my own ears. Here's how I put a mask on because I don't need daddy government to tell me, okay? I have to take it with my right arm. If you've seen me do this in public, you know I'm not messing with it. I have to expand the thing, get it on this ear, hold the bottom with a little bit of my, my left. If you're watching on rumble.com, you can see the Dan mask dynamics. I then have to take the other one because I can barely reach the ear, but I have to go, the, I push the ear back. It's like a 20 second embarrassing process because of my arthritis, my joints don't work. I don't need daddy government to put a video together showing me how to wear 72 masks. If you love masks and you think it is going to save you from the coronavirus, great. Good for you. Follow whatever guidance you like. You don't need daddy government to tell you everything. And they're reporting. Are you going to put a double mask mandate? She's like, you want to just, why do you need a mandate? Just wear it. And you know, I said a long time ago and liberals lost their minds because they're losers and idiots. A lot of them in the media. I said, I'm not anti-mask. I'm anti-stupidity. And of course, Dan Bongino, anti-mask, because they just can't listen. They're that dumb. You can play them the clips. Dan Bongino says he's not anti-mask. He's anti-stupidity. What's the quote? Dan Bongino is anti-mask because they're morons. Christy Nome is not anti-mask. She just told you, you want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. The CDC guidance has been all over the place on it. You want to wear one? Wear one. I don't need to mandate it. She says, I'm not anti-mask. I'm anti-stupidity. Amen, sister. I'm with you. You all love met Wear masks. I've worn them. I wear them now. There are businesses down here in Florida, even though there's no statewide mandate, that say, wear a mask to come in. I put the mask away and I get my food. I walk out. Why is this such a big deal? They're grown adults. You don't want to go into business with a mask on? Don't go into business. Just don't go. Oh, my gosh. Has there ever been a debate in American history which dumbs down the population as much as as this alleged mask dispute? There's no dispute. You love them. You're really convinced it helps. Good. Wear it. Terrific. I'm not against you. I don't shame mask wearers. I don't. I'm high risk. I don't have to go. Look at you. Here I go. So leave us alone. You think the people who don't have a mask on outside, not even indoors, walking their dog, you think they're an existential threat to your life? Walk on the other side of the street. This isn't hard. Of course, this whole segment, again, because liberals have low double digit IQs. Despite me clearly just saying the opposite, I'm anti-stupid. If you really are convinced this is your salvation, then just wear it. What's the what's so hard about this? <sighs> My gosh. Is this really complicated? You need the government to tell you everything? The news guy. You gotta follow CDC guidance. Mandate double man. Next thing you know, it'll be seven masks. Seven masks. We'll have, you remember the uh, 
Spanish flu masks, Joe, back in the day, they they had the long beaks on them. Oh. You see them and like, yeah. he's like, remember those? The and they would load yeah. it with like flowery stuff because they thought it would keep oh, the disease out. Yeah, That's going to be next. It's just going to be the paper masks. <laughs> I mean, Glenn Beck did a segment where he tried to see, it was really funny how many masks he could put on until his ears folded. I think he got oh, up to like 20 masks. I mean, folks, you got to breathe at some point. Can we bring some reason back to this? Uh, really, th this segment, this is horrible because I was supposed to spend, not the segment's horrible, but this was a last minute throw in the Christy Gnome thing. And it's seriously, Joe knows like the cadence of my show. It was supposed to be like video and like a minute of commentary and move on. It was more, matter of fact, here are my notes. You can see them. That's gross. That was just the fruit. Fruit fly. Was I fruit fly was playing with me. Was he was playing with me. Yeah, and he now is suffering the consequences. He just fell is. like, blew away. The segment was supposed to be about Christy Nome, not about masks. But I, I, you know, I'm sorry. I just got off on a little bit of a tangent. Uh, I'm getting a hint here that we have to do in another spot. So this is the new hint. They throw the stuff up on the teleprompter. It's like a new routine here. I don't know how cool I am with this, kind of dictate where my show goes. But that's all right. I'll play along a little while. All right, after this spot here, um, you ever say, oh, I'm on the radio? Um, <laughs> I've got to get to this Washington Examiner amnesty. Amnesty's back. Amnesty's back. Had a little bit of a blowout with Geraldo Rivera last night on the Hannity show. Um, I love debating Geraldo no. about immigration <laughs> because, uh, yeah, shocker. I know. Oh, my yeah. God. Because Geraldo's typically wrong on immigration and he uses emotion all the time. He doesn't seemingly use reason and we had a pretty fiery debate last night so i'm going to get to that in a second i'm not going to replay it i'm just going to get to right into the content all right today's show brought to you by our friends at personal defense network what is personal defense network and why does it matter to you well it should matter because 2020 has brought a lot of unforeseen upheaval to our society a lot of people realize that sadly the police may not always be there and the ability to defend yourself and your family has never mattered more you need to be prepared well how I mean, what are you going to do? Pay for some, you know, life coach or personal defense coach? No, you don't have to. They have a library of videos at Personal Defense Network where you can get access to the best instructors in the world. They have the world's largest collection of high quality educational self-defense material anywhere on the internet. From firearms to self-defense to home defense training, Personal Defense Network will be your rescue here, quite literally. PDN, Personal Defense Network, is an educational community built by patriots just like you. They provide vital, easy to understand, real-world tips, techniques, and priceless tactics. Tactics you need. The PDN team is the world's best instructors. They've been delivering life-saving information to people like you for over 15 years. Keep yourself safe. Learn how using PDN. Go to, here's how you get there, myrightsmyhome.com. And the discount will automatically be applied at checkout. Their gold membership will be just $3, three, one, two, three, just $3 for the first year. This is their highest level of membership. And it's only $3 that normally sells for $135. That's 98% off. You'll get access to everything with their premium membership, plus nine free full-length video downloads, exclusive gold live streaming events with their trainers and experts, their Ask the Expert program, two free personal defense classes. It, there's more. Two free skill development presentations, 60% off video downloads, 20% off all classes in the PDN shop, and 10% off all other PDN shop products. It, it, uh, this is a no-brainer. It's never too easy to be prepared. Go to 
MyRightsMyHome.com, and the discount will automatically apply at checkout. Check it out today. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Guy's like, you know, we take a little break there. We seamlessly weave it together so the show looks continuous. But Guy, our new video uh, guy, new video maven, he's like, hey, man, really? Sorry I did that. Put that spot. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm just messing with you. I like everybody to be part of the show. I was just messing with it. He can throw the spots in any time. So I told you I'd get back to this amnesty thing because it's kind of a big deal, folks. You know, um, immigration's a process, right? Can we all agree, Joe? Immigration's a process. If yeah. it wasn't a process, we would call it just border crossing, correct? Yeah, right, yeah. You would just cross borders. So why do we call that immigration? Because it's meant to indicate that there's some process for doing it yes. or else we would just call it again border crossing and traveling hmm. right so immigration is a process so the democrats hate the process the democrats have always loved open borders national security be damned they don't really care about a lot of that stuff they'll put seventy-two thousand national guard troops in the capital um but god forbid you put any on the border we don't want that so they're back of course the minute biden got uh elected, which pains me to say, um, he moved radically to the left. Look at this article in the Wall Street Journal. This is the beef I had with Geraldo last night on, oh, it's not Wall Street Journal. I'm sorry, Washington Examiner uh, about amnesty. It's back. It's back, folks, like uh, Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th, part 76. Uh, amnesty is back. Washington Examiners will be in the show notes. You can check out our show notes every day, bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter is the show notes. I encourage you to subscribe to the newsletter. Get all these terrific articles by the great Paul Bedard. Biden-backed immigration bill to let the deported back in and amnesty for $20 million. What could possibly go wrong there, Joe? <laughs> I'd like to make a few points I made in my dispute last night with Geraldo Rivera on Hannity about this. Folks, arguments about immigration tend to get emotional. And this is what this new Democrat package is going to do. And I'm going to give you three points to debate your liberal friends about immigration. That would seem like common sense if you're a listener to my show again. But if you have a liberal friend, the IQs are probably on the low side. So it may be tough to explain it. So I'm going to give you three, three. Some of you get the joke. Been doing that all week. Three things, three takeaways to debate your friends on the immigration issue. First, from the Washington Examiner piece, what's this new amnesty, Biden amnesty proposal going to do? Biden amnesty, don't call it any different. Always make your arguments very simple. No need to talk yourself into a Wheaties box, okay? You have to make your arguments simple. The Biden amnesty program, this is what it does. A new Democratic immigration package backed by President Biden is already coming under fire because it would extend amnesty and citizenship to nearly 20 million immigrants a population five times out of Los Angeles and would even extend an invitation to return to those recently deported. How exactly does that one work? So you come here illegally because you don't like the process. The process, nah, that's not for me, Joe. So you're from another country, wherever it may be, South America, Central America, Canada, Europe, Russia, doesn't matter. You say to yourself, I'm just going to cross the border. Sir, there's a process for that. You have to go through a legal process on access. You have to show a visa, a passport, or me. I'm not interested in the process. I'm going to do me. Your rules be damned. Double-barreled middle finger. 
I'm not interested, Joe. I'm just going to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Interesting how the Democrats loved centralized government power. They just don't like government power when it stops people from entering the country according to the government's own edicts, mandates, and laws. Then they don't like government power. Then they just want you to be... You are the sovereign, Joe, of your own body and your own travel state. You shouldn't have to answer to government at all. Does that apply to taxes and Obamacare? No, no. no. Only in immigration do you have individual liberty. You should be able to do what you want. I should be able to not pay tax to You'll go right to jail. Big government matters. Big government knows more than you. But what about immigration? No, no, no. Big government doesn't matter. You just do your own thing. No one really catches that hypocrisy. So- Here's what I find in immigration debates, and you, you have to, you can't get into the weeds with liberals on immigration because one, they don't know the weeds, they don't know anything. Um, you just have to keep it high level and get out of the emotion because what happens is they typically make it an emotional argument, like Geraldo did last night during the Hannity segment. They'll say things, Joe, like Geraldo said last night, but Dan, I don't have a good Geraldo voice, so pretend this is Geraldo for a minute. But Dan, what about? <laughs> Painful, I know. What about the dreamers? What about the dreamers? Brought here when they were children. They had by no fault of their own. They love this country. They deserve a path to citizenship. A lot of emotion in there, Joe. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Not, nothing he said on, on is inaccurate. There are people who were mm-hmm. brought into the country very young. Nothing to do. They had no six, seven years old and walk across themselves. They've been here their whole lives. Probably not an accurate either. Large numbers of them probably. Probably have known nothing else in the United States. But ladies and gentlemen, that's not a policy debate. That's you injecting personal stories to elicit an emotional response. So we don't have a policy debate. Because then it becomes about, the, you get what I'm saying, Joe? And then it becomes sure, about man. the emotion. Mm-hmm. Where if you propose a policy that would lead to a more efficient immigration process, people who engage the way Geraldo does on immigration using emotion, Joe, you're just an uncompassionate conservative and you're clearly a xenophobe. And you're oh, like, wait, man. wait, what? I'm just asking questions yeah. every time. So lesson number one, when you're debating immigration policy, and never, ever, ever forget this. Emotion is not a policy fix. And you have to handle those stories and anecdotes Geraldo used to elicit an emotional response. You have to handle them with the same response every time. Listen, I appreciate it. Geraldo, I appreciate you bringing that up. And what you're saying is not inaccurate. There are a lot of really hard cases in the United States of people who've been brought here by no fault of their own. But we have a process for that, Joe. It's called the court system, right? Yeah. Just checking. Yes, that's it. We have immigration courts Mm -hmm. for really hard cases where judges can determine if that person, given the circumstances, is legally eligible to stay in the United States or not. We have a court system, and the court system doesn't run on emotion. It runs on policy. So number one, don't ever get caught up in the emotion. You can say, I respect your position, whatever it may be, but that's not a policy fix. And don't let them get you into the emotional argument. It's about policy, policy. When other law breaking happens, because illegal immigration is a violation of the law, 
Liberals do this all the time with emotion, too. They try, they say something like, you know, listen, the guy got caught on tape beating a guy with a bat in Flatbush, Brooklyn. That actually happened. That was a viral video. But we have to remember, you know, people there have been subject to discrimination forever. There's low socioeconomic status in that specific area. People say, yeah, okay. Nothing you're saying is inaccurate. That doesn't excuse, you know, an attack on someone. And a violation of the law is a violation of the law and should be discussed as a violation of the law. And we should discuss the law as to how it leads to a more equitable society for everyone. Don't get lost in emotional arguments. That's not a fix. Emotion is not a policy fix. Second point on immigration. Geraldo brought up the fact that, well, the dreamers deserve a path to citizenship. We have a path to citizenship, Joe. You know what it's called? Hmm. It's called citizenship. There you go. I, uh, yeah. so we, we do have that. Uh, I know I, we went through it in my household here. There is a path to citizenship. It's called the citizenship path. Or to make it easier for liberals, it's called the path to citizenship. We actually have one. So when you say things like dreamers deserve, and the law isn't about, by the way, what people deserve. That's, the, that's not what the law is about, okay? Because what people deserve is a subjective measure, not an objective one. Because Joe's a smart guy. I'm sometimes a smart guy. Joe thinks he deserves a lot of things. That's right. So do I. But that doesn't mean we get them. You know, he... <laughs> I think I deserve a salary of 72 million a year. It doesn't mean I get to impose that on other taxpayers. Pay me 72 million. Don't ask me where I got that number from. I just, a lot of 70s in today's show. I just made it up. Joe's skills are legendary. He's moving for Joe probably thinks he deserves at least 720 mil. Yeah. But least. that doesn't mean taxpayers should, right? Joe's like, yeah, that's fair. I like that deal. That doesn't mean taxpayers should have to pay it. The law is not about what people deserve. So saying dreamers deserve, stop, stop, time out. I, I don't argue what people deserve. That's not the law. That's an emotional argument. I'm not arguing you with you about what you think people deserve. That's an emotional argument, not a legal one. So and we're going back to rule number one. Don't get, don't let them do emotional uh, arguments, talk policies. But second, you know, and, and use, a, you know, recognize the emotion because you don't want to look completely non-compassionate. But this is important. I'm not messing with you, folks. This is how you, we've got to learn to be better debaters here. But second, when people say things like someone deserves a path to citizenship, respond immediately by saying we have a path to citizenship called the path to citizenship. And until you recognize that, it's useless to engage in this debate any further. If you want to debate changing the path to citizenship, fine. But making nonsensical talking points like dreamers deserve a path to citizenship is not a, it's a talking point. It's not based in reality. There is a path to citizenship. Again, called citizenship. He did something else yesterday too and something we have to be hip to and savvy to. I see this in the immigration debate all the time. When using emotion, they'll say things like, well, what are you going to do with them? The millions who are here by no fault of their own worked hard. And I said to Geraldo last night, I said, you know, Geraldo, you're missing the, 
what we'll call the and then what effect. The great Thomas Sowell is famous for this, asking questions like, okay, you want to propose an immigration amnesty because you believe a lot of children are here by no fault of their own? Then what? What happens then? Liberals never do the and then what question because liberals are not deep thinkers. That's why they're liberals. If they were deep thinkers, they wouldn't be liberals. The and then what effect is this? So let's say you do give amnesty to 20 million people and a million are kids who were brought here by, quote, no fault of their own or whatever it may be. Then what happens? Have you thought through the consequences of that for other people, Central, South America, Canada, any other country in the world? Because immigration and illegal immigration is not only from Central America and South America. Matter of fact, large populations of people in the country illegally are here on visa overstays too. But then what happens to those people who say to themselves, Joe, because these aren't stupid people. They can figure things out. Liberals like to treat everyone like they're idiots. They're not. They say to themselves like, wow, that was pretty cool. So my friend Bobby entered the country illegally into the United States, brought his kids. Bobby just emailed me and said, hey, this is great. I'm going to be a citizen next week. Meanwhile, you're a sucker standing online at the consulate or embassy somewhere waiting to come into the United States through the legal process. And Joe, fairly enough, right? Are you not like scratching your head going, yeah, what the hell am I doing this stupid thing for? Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Am I missing something? No. Because people are smart and then people say, and then what? Okay. So they're granting amnesty to people Mm. who entered the country illegally. And then what does that mean for me? It means I'm an idiot for standing online paying $10,000 in visa applications and other associated fees to get my citizenship the right way and get it to the United States. Why am I doing that? Hmm. I should just enter the country illegally. Liberals don't do, and then what? Mm-hmm. Ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. My we man. haven't done that, the head-scratching effect, yeah. because you can't there really it hear it. With me. That's Joe's mm-hmm. mechanical head we're going to call all our effects. We're going to name them after. That is the official Rush Limbaugh head scratching <laughs> for liberals effect. Everything's going to be named after Rush from now on. So tip number one, again, don't let them bathe in emotion. Stop them. Emotion is not a policy fix. I respect what you're saying, but that is not an argument about policy. You're talking about anecdotes. Second, stop them when they say things like path to citizenship for dreams. There is one called citizenship on the immigration debate. Third, Always say to them, okay, you want amnesty? Then what? Then what? What happens to the millions of people around the world who then logically, because they're rational, rational maximizers, what happens to those people who say, well, why am I going through the legal process if the rewards are just as great? Do the illegal process. Well, what happens? And watch your liberal friends go, ah. I don't know. I never really thought that one through. Of course you didn't. You're a liberal. You don't think things through. That's the hallmark of being a liberal. Dan, you sound awfully bitter. (laughs) You think? Having grown up in New York and Maryland, two great states full of great people, but I have a lot of liberals, and you're bathed every day in liberal stupidity, makes you a little bitter as you get older because you can't believe people can be so stupid to believe this. You mean we're going to let people in the country illegally And according to Joe Biden's plan, even if we deport you, we're going to go bring you back in. Hey, did we deport you? Hey, come on back. We'll pay for a first class ticket. Sane people, Joe, are like, that doesn't sound like a good idea. 
But if you're a liberal, henceforth largely insane, you're like, this is a great idea. What could possibly go wrong? Ugh. All right, listen, on the other side of this break, I got a really troubling story. I'm, I'm not messing with these. I'm not being sarcastic here or anything. There's a Reuters story popping out there that 29% of Americans, close to 30%, nearly a third of the country, support breaking up the United States. Whoa. It's not an unsurprising story, sadly. But it should start having you all scratch your own heads like, uh... We've been down that road before in the country, Joe, and that didn't really go very well. And then I'm going to show you an article in Reason, uh, Reason.com, that explains why nearly a third of the country wants a national divorce and a serious one. You're not going to want to miss this segment. Have you ever wondered what makes Omaha Steaks so darn good? I have. It's the aging process. Omaha Steaks ages their steaks at least 21 days because that's the sweet spot where the magic happens. You can try their mouth-watering steaks. We had them the other night. You can cut them with a plastic fork. They're so delicious and tender. In their Butcher's Best Sellers Grill Pack. It includes four of their iconic and fork tender Butcher's Cut Filet Mignons. Absolutely delicious. Four ultra-juicy burgers. Four savory pork chops. You getting hungry? Desserts and so much more. You should be. And no better way to fill that stomach than Omaha Steaks. How do you get this terrific deal? You go to omahasteaks.com and enter Bongino in the search bar for a special price on the Butcher's Best Sellers Package. Plus, you'll get four more chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for free. Omaha Steaks has been the leader in gourmet steaks and food since 1917. No one comes close to matching the delicious flavor of their steaks, burgers, chicken. Every order is flash frozen, vacuum sealed, safely delivered to your door in a cooler with dry ice and stays ready to cook in the freezer for months. We just cooked some the other night. Absolutely delicious. All backed by the unconditional 100% money back guarantee. That's nice, but you're not going to need that. You ain't, believe me, once you eat their steaks, you're going to go buy more. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type keyword Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O in the search bar and order the Butcher's Best Seller Pack today. Don't forget, you'll get four free chicken breasts and four burgers. Free, uh, four burgers. That's omahasteaks.com. Bongino in the search bar. Get this special deal. Don't miss out. You're probably getting hungry right now. I am. That's the only downside of reading um, that ad is that I get super hungry in the middle of the show because I love Omaha. All right. So this article, uh, this should be a real wake-up call, ladies and gentlemen. And this is in Reuters, by the way. This is not some, like, super right-leaning outfit, Joe. Reuters. This is a left-leaning yeah. outfit. Yeah. Reuters. Saw this this morning. One in four Americans, it's actually closer to one in three, by the way, want their state to secede from the United States. But Why? It's actually closer. It's 29%. So it's closer to a third. Well, their proposal on why that's happening is interesting. But I'm going to give you mine. Talk about political divisions, this Manichaean approach to the every single election. But here's what's really going on. I do a lot of talking and I ran for office a couple times. I've had real jobs like you. I was a police officer, an agent, a business owner. We had a mixed martial arts company for a while. I mean, my wife and I have been around. My wife is a web designer. 
you know, we've had real jobs in the real world. My brother's an electrician. My father was a plumber. My other brother was a secret service agent. So I talked to a lot of people. I don't live in some isolated, insulated bubble. It's for the last few months because I've been sick, but I'm, you know, I'm out there in the real world and you talk to people and it's pretty clear why nearly a third of the country wants their state to secede from the union. Again, Joe, that hasn't ended well in the past. Here's my theory on this. Number one is the Dan Bongino golden rule number one about liberals. And it's this, that while conservatives see liberals as people with bad ideas, although that's changing now based on, but in the past, we generally saw liberals as people with really bad ideas. Liberals have never seen you that way. And you need to be crystal clear. Clarity on this is an imperative. Liberals see you as bad people with ideas, not people with bad ideas. You get that? I've said this before on the show. It is the it's golden rule number one on the Dan Bongino show list and litany of golden rules. This is rule number one, because until you understand this, you will understand nothing else. Liberals see you, conservatives, as bad people with ideas, meaning your ideas don't matter. They just see you as bad people. It doesn't matter what you say. It'll always be viewed as xenophobic, racist, awful, evil, whatever it may be. They're not going to debate you on the idea. You get it? Back to the immigration debate. What are you going to do about the dreamers? This is so awful. Well, you know, there's courts for that. And we have, you're an evil, uncompassionate xenophobe who hates people from other countries. Huh? Where did you get that insanity? Because liberals see you as bad people with ideas. That's why we have to get out of that box and bring them back to discussing ideas and not make it about bad people all the time. See how we tie things in? What does that have to do with a third of the country wanting to secede from the union? Well, folks, conservatives are now getting hip to this. And they're starting to figure out that there are a group of liberals, not all, but a large swath of the Democrat Party right now, that it doesn't matter what you say. They see us as bad people and want to harm us. In some cases, physically, Antifa, some of the BLM protesters who engage in violence, the videos are everywhere. You don't need to take my word for it. Thankfully, not all of the liberals want to do that, but many liberals, if they don't want to harm you physically, and you know, it's, it's a small group who want to do that, but not, a re- not an irrelevant part of the group either. They want to harm you professionally, where they want to cancel you. Reputationally, they want to destroy your reputation. They live to do this, many liberals. And conservatives are like, I'm done. I don't want to be part of this anymore. I've tried to debate my liberal friends about school choice, economic growth, taxes, identity politics, affirmative action, whatever it may be. And everything I say, they respond with, you're a racist. I hate you. You're a xenophobe. You hate women. You clearly don't like immigrants. You hate people from Europe, Mexico, Canada, everywhere. Else. And you're sitting there scratching your head like, I, I didn't, I didn't say any, I didn't say any of that. I don't know what you're talking about. You just made that all up. And they're like, I'm done. I want out. 
can we just go back to a place where sanity reigns and we can debate back and forth and not be threatened with career cancellation and reputational damage? Because I dare think that maybe we should have a sensible immigration process. That's reason number one. Second is the reason I mentioned before this Manichaean fight where everything is existential. Everything now in a lost election is at stake for you. Everything. That's not the vision of the country the founding fathers had, folks. We were supposed to be a country where federalism was the, was the dominant governing system, where there were relatively limited powers to the federal government, where what they did would impact everyone. It's the federal government. What the federal government does impacts the whole country. That was supposed to be limited. And the idea was that states' rights would be preserved, local governments would be predominant, and therefore you would have an impact on policy because it's your local government. Your vote would matter more. The principle of subsidiarity, look it up, means a lot here. That the most effective government is managed at the local level for a couple of reasons. Number one, local governments know the local issues. Pretty obvious, right, Joe? But number two, your vote matters more at the local level. Your vote for your HOA board is far more significant if there's only 300 homes than your vote for president. So the idea of keeping government local meant it was manageable and more accessible to people and understandable and more subject to public pressure to change if they do something stupid. The federal government doesn't care. They just don't because they know your personal vote is meaningless. Matter of fact, the federal government now probably thinks the entire state of Florida's votes are meaningless. So every election we lose is seen as this Manichaean end of the world fight because we're like, oh my gosh, now that we lost, Joe Biden and his administration are going to open up the borders to the country, raise my taxes, destroy my health care, and keep my kids out of school. None of those decisions should be made at a national level because those policies you want should be tailored individually to states. If a state wants to engage in some, you know, keep the schools closed policy and local government, let the local governments vote them out. I didn't explain that well. I can tell. The first part's easy. Conservatives, you know, are sick of being called racist and stuff by liberals who see them as bad people, so they want to separate from the union and get away from it. But the second part's really critical. It's the more important argument here. That if we had a system which respected federalism and the federal government did very few things, a national court system, our military, post roads, taxes, duties, imposts, and excises, where am I getting that from? The Constitution for the liberals listening. They haven't read it. But didn't do much else. Left local schooling policy to locals. Left health care policy to the states. Things we were supposed to do in a federalist system. Then the loss of an election, Joe, wouldn't be that much of a horror for your life. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, yes, I do. If you lived in Florida and you lost the presidential election... And all it meant was maybe some changes in foreign policy, some minor tweaks to the tax code. You'd be like, all right, it sucks. We lost to the Democrats, but it's not going to change my entire life. Because the federal government now does everything, every lost election does change your entire life. And therefore, people who don't want this stuff in their lives, government intervention in their wallets, in their church, everywhere, like, I'm out. I'm out. Look at this chart. This is amazing. 
Check this out. People support for secession from the United States for people who want to join new regional unions. The Heartland Union, the Northeast Union, the South Union, the Pacific Union, and the Mountain Union. Support is off the charts. People really want out. Folks, this should really freak you out. Of course, there's an easy solution. Not easy to implement. Candidly, it's probably impossible to implement because we don't have any people with any guts, but the solutions are simple. And I'll get to the reason article. I got a break I got to take here, but I'll get to the reason article after that as to, again, why this is happening. Why everybody sees every lost national election as some end of the world fight because liberals just won't leave you alone. But the solutions are easy. Just reassert federalism. Of course, I say easy almost being flippant about it because no one has the guts to do that, but reassert the constitution. Let the states do what benefits their states and pull the government out, pull it out to its constitutional role. Man, that sounded easy. That's because it is. It's never going to happen because we don't have anybody with any guts in government, but reinstitute our constitution, states' rights, and let the government do at the federal level what the government was authorized to do by the constitution. My gosh, that sounds simple. Yeah, it is. And then everybody wouldn't see every lost national election as an end of the world fight. Secondly, maybe states should start to band together. I'm not talking about in some regional secession movement, but maybe states should start doing what Democrats figured out a long time ago. Maybe state attorneys general should start getting into regional cooperatives and start suing the federal government and taking back some of their powers. I'm just saying. Liberals do it all the time. All right. On the other side of this break, our final sponsor, Daily Wire. I want to get to this reason article. I had so much more, man. I I I, I got to talk about this West Virginia Gazette thing, too. So we're going we're gonna to motor through this. Um, I got a lot of good stuff. I hate when I put so much stuff together and I can't get to it because I fall in love with a topic on the show that was unintended. God forbid I ever had a scripted show and a teleprompter. The executive producers of the show would go wild. I'd never use the teleprompter. I would get through the first sentence and they'd be like, oh, throw the teleprompter. This makes no sense. All right. Our final sponsor today, our friends at the Daily Wire. The Hollywood elite refused to produce this film. What film? I'll tell you in a minute. Why? Because it didn't fit their political agenda. Well, the Daily Wire doesn't believe in censorship. So now you can stream a terrific film, Run, Hide, Fight, at dailywire.com. Run, Hide, Fight follows the story of Zoe Hull, a high school senior whose school becomes under, comes under siege by four gun-toting students. Check out this trailer here. Get down on the ground! Any more friends back there? Is it safe to say that this might be our guardian angel? You have no idea who you're dealing with. Isn't it ironic that after all your hard work, people aren't going to remember you? No. They're going to remember me. Folks, the movie is spectacular. Spectacular. Daily Wire subscribers can stream Run, Hide, Fight today at dailywire.com for free. You're not a member of the Daily Wire? Use promo code DAN, D-A-N, and save 25%. Run, Hide, Fight is rated TVMA, viewer discretion advised. And I want to just hat tip the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro's operation, Jeremy and others over there uh, for 
getting involved with Gina Carano, who's really been uh, an advocate for liberty and freedom and against cancel culture. They're doing a lot of great things, so we should support them. All right, just quickly, this Reason article, it's in the show notes, but you need to read it. Again, explaining why a third of the country nearly wants to secede from the union. Because Reason, J.D. Tassil, forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong, J.D., politics is seeping into our daily life and ruining everything. That's the actual headline. Americans are choosing jobs, brands, and friends for partisan reasons, say researchers. The article's fantastic. Again, in the show notes at Bongito.com slash newsletter. It is worth your time. I have warned you about this. That liberal's obsession. This is a liberal phenomenon. I'm telling you. This is a liberal phenomenon accusing people. Let me restate that. Introducing politics into everything is a liberal phenomenon. Conservatives' response to it is just them fighting back to try to preserve their reputations. Liberals Hester printing with the scarlet letter. Any conservative everywhere, on Twitter, at their jobs, cancel culture people, they did this. So now conservatives are responding by not wanting to associate with liberals making job decisions, social media decisions. Every, you got to read the article based purely on politics. Well, I'm going to, that car is really great. It's a really well-made car. In a functioning economy full of rational maximizers, folks, people buy a car, Joe, based on what? This is not a trick question. Hmm. How good the car is? Yeah. Right? Not a joke, Joe. Joe is a handy mechanic himself. <laughs> That's not what's happening now. Economic resources are being allocated in our society because liberals have pushed companies to be woke-topians, to quote Matt Gates from Florida. And conservatives are responding, saying, I'm not supporting that because the same liberals supporting BLM and Antifa and companies that support them are attacking us literally in the streets. So I'm going to buy a substandard car that's not a particularly good car because the owners of the company at least are sane. That's not how a society can continue. It's just not. It is not going to happen that way. Therefore, a third of the country says, you know what? They hate us. I've made my economic decisions, my car purchasing decisions, and my job decision based on economics to get away from liberals. I got a better idea. How about we just secede and get away from them altogether and start our own country here in Florida? You wondering what's behind this? Not hard to figure out. Just open your eyes. Clockwork, Clockwork Orange style. Stanley Kubrick. Ooh. See that movie? Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Younger kids are like, what the hell are you talking about? That movie's a classic classic was malcolm mcdowell in that i think he was i think it was a young one i'm not a culture guy always he was right i Mm -hmm. thought so i always screwed this stuff up i asked i read the book too in high school i'm not trying to be captain smarty pants but the movie's very good all right hey can we bump ahead to the west virginia gazette is that possible guys so screwing everybody up here on my show look at that right it's like that boom boom right away keep picking it up like that money Money. Why am I covering this article in this op-ed? Because it's the, I'm not kidding, folks, possibly the dumbest opinion piece I've ever read in the history of humankind. It's in the, what, Charleston Gazette Mail. This is the most offensive piece of garbage article I have ever seen. And I'm not kidding by a, by how this got past an editor, I don't know. All right, let's get to it. What's the gist of it? Uh, So there's a bill in West Virginia 
that's moving rapidly. It may have already been signed. I haven't gotten an update that allocates funds, taxpayer funds to students and not to schools. Pretty simple idea, Joe. Parents are yeah. paying the taxes that fund the public schools. So crazy idea, Armacost. Let's give the parents the ability to control where their kids go to school and give them the money so they can actually go to a school they choose. Crazy idea. I know if you're a liberal, that idea makes no sense because liberals are totalitarians, double digit IQs most of the time. And Joe, their take on it is what? Shut your darn mouth. We'll tell you where your kid goes to school, you numbnuts. That's their approach. Rarely, though, do they write op-eds like this piece by Susan Johnson where they, it's her name, she's making herself out there, putting herself out there in the public, where they actually vocalize this stuff. You parental idiots. We'll tell you where to send your kids to school. You better shut that pie hole. So here's the article. And I'll put it up in the show notes for you to read uh, because it's it, it, all, in all of its horror. Susan Johnson, charter schools and vouchers will erode what unites us. That's a nice title. Wow, Joe, Susan's apparently interested in uniting us. Yeah. Uh, not when you get to the piece. So here's screenshot number one from this piece in the Charleston Gazette. Quote, in public schools, the public decides the curriculum. The public votes to elect school boards who decide the facts our children will be taught, Joe. The public decides that arm cost. You don't teach little Joe what he's going to be taught. Do you understand? Uh, Shut your mouth, Armacost. Okay. You will not teach little Joe. The public decides that. That was not in the piece. I had to kind of jump off course. But back to the piece, <laughs> and I quote, we leave high school and enter college or the workforce with a common set of civic norms and agreed upon facts that are derived from reason, critical thinking, and the scientific method. We do. How's that working out, Joe? The public determining what little Joe learns and my daughter Amelia, daughters Amelia and Isabel learn. Um, not you. Nah. Shut your mouth, Armacost. You will not teach little Joe anything. The public decides that. How exactly is that working out in West Virginia for them? Well, I just did a little internet search where I put West Virginia schools. How are they doing? So WalletHub came up, WalletHub.com. Here's a screenshot. Out of 50 states, um, 52 if you're Barack Obama, West Virginia is a stellar uh, 39. The 39ers, not the 49ers, the 39ers. So they're not um, in the top half. Um, they are at the bottom half and halfway down the bottom half, meaning there are 38 other states out of Barack Obama's 52 that are doing better than West Virginia. So you'd think you'd eat a little bit of humble pie if you were Miss Johnson and say, hey, this public deciding what our kids learn, you dopey parents, this may not be going so well. Now, what's bad enough is Virginia's 39 out of 50. Joe, you don't have to be a mathematician to say that. Not good, right? 39 not good. out of 50. Not, no. not, not no. good. Okay, no. Thank you. And, you yeah. know, I need the audience ombudsman sometimes here to square that kind away. Of crappy, yeah. Kind of crappy, right? But it's not only in the United States where West Virginia schools aren't doing so great. The schools in the United States in general also aren't doing that great compared to the rest of the world. So not only are U.S. public schools suffering in comparison to other wealthy countries around the world, but West Virginia within that realm of suckery is at the bottom half of suckery. 
actually the top half of suckery, the bottom half of, 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 of how, how would we say What's the opposite of suckery? Non-suckery? I don't know. I can't come up with a fancy word. I'm not that slick. Limbaugh would have thought of it. That's why he was the great one. Well, Levin's the great one. But he was the greatest one. Here's an article by Pew Research. U.S. students' academic achievement still lags that of peers in many other countries. Drew DeSilver, Pew Research Center. But Joe, again, no sense of humility by big advocates for the public school infrastructure in the United States. No sense of humility at all. And definitely not a sense of humility from Susan Johnson, who wrote this piece at the Charleston Gazette, who then goes on to say later in the piece, after instructing you that you will not teach your kids, Joe, it'll be us. Darn it. Soup cooler. Shut it. She then goes on later in the piece to make a comparison between parents who actually would like school choice and things like that to Middle Eastern terrorists. They're all about what? unity, Joe. Yeah. They are all about unity. The unity is everywhere. The unity is all over. This is an actual quote from the piece. Many children are homeschooled using private instructional programs, some that are online, that are marketed for particular religious and political persuasions. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a scandal. Parents get to pick homeschool programs? Oh my, we better look into that immediately. Unfettered conversations on, <laughs> you'll get the joke if you watched the show earlier in the week. Back to the piece. For instance, one might teach that the founding fathers were white men and therefore only white men should be deciding things. This is an actual piece. I'm not messing with you. This is an actual op-ed by Miss Susan Johnson. Goes on. The state, whose reason for funding education is to have an... <laughs> I can't read this sentence. This is a real sentence from her. The state whose reason for funding education is to have an enlightened citizenry. Yeah. Uh, 39th out of the states and at the bottom of uh, rich countries around the world. That's really enlightened, by the way, Susan. Um, we'll be spending our tax dollars on a mishmash of ideologies and alternate facts. Did I miss the Middle Eastern terrorist portion of that piece? I did. I totally missed that in my screenshot. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Do I have that up? Because that's critical. I'm not kidding. Because now you're going to think like, Dan, what are you talking about? Oh, I missed it. It's totally my fault, folks. There is a portion of that. But you'll have to read it now. It's in the show notes. Yes. Post-production. Paula and Guy will stick it in there. There is a portion of this piece where she actually makes a comparison. Middle Eastern, terror, Middle Eastern terrorists to people who um, believe in things like School choice. Hard to believe, folks. Hard to believe. Now you see why up to a third of the country says, uh, yeah, let's just go at it on our own. <whistles> All right, a couple final notes here. I always ask you at the end of my show to subscribe to my Rumble channel, right? Rumble.com slash Bongino. And I'd appreciate if you do that. It's free. I enjoy the video version of the show. We're almost at 1.5 million subscribers, but I'm going to ask you for another favor today. I asked you in the beginning, please subscribe to Don Jr.'s channel too. Been talking so long, my MacBook almost turned off there. This is like the longest show we've done in a while. Don Jr. has a channel up on Rumble, rumble.com slash Donald J. Trump Jr. Donald J. Trump Jr. Rumble.com slash Donald J. Trump Jr. Check that out. Thanks, folks. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.